This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a... It's a freaking Wednesday. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I hope all this shit right here is just videos I can watch and get high over. I don't think they are, though. I'm probably going to have to read shit. Don't make me have to do work. What the fuck are we going to be talking about tonight? Pitbull! Pitbull haunts me! I'm tired of constantly having Pitbull in my fucking face! Not Pitbulls as in... The animal, that I would be happy about. No, no, no. Pitbull the rapper constantly haunts me. Last time I went into a restaurant, Pitbull the rapper was on the TV, was over the speakers. Pitbull haunts me everywhere I fucking go. An undercover patriot has infiltrated Antifa and found a secret hit list. We're going to have to go to Rumble in order to watch that video. <laughs> PragerU is actually premiering a video right now. I, we might we might just go watch it as it's premiering. Is that what we should do? It's live right now. ...and tons of concrete as well as 900 tons of non-recyclable plastics for the huge blades. To get the same power from solar, the amount of cement, steel, and glass needed is 150% greater. Then there's the other minerals needed, including elements known as rare earth metals. With so, propaganda side taking money from the fossil fuel industry increase in mining thinks that clean energy is a bad thing. Lithium and dysprosium, to name just a few. Where is all this stuff going to come from? Massive new mining operations, almost none of it in America, some imported from places hostile to America, and some places we all want to protect. Weed! What's up, RV? Don't mind if I do. Global gold I just... PragerU was premiering a video. I just went over and grabbed it. We're watching it. ...because they haven't yet been disturbed. And who's doing the mining? Well, let's just say that they're not all going to be union workers with union protections. Amnesty International paints a disturbing picture. The marketing of state-of-the-art technologies are a stark contrast to the children carrying bags of rocks. And then the mining itself requires massive amounts of conventional... I'm not high enough for this shit. ...energy-intensive industrial processes to refine the materials and then build the wind, solar, battery hardware. Everybody go follow Sparkles. Solar panels and batteries have a relatively short life, about 20 years. She's gotten her shit like together. Last twice as long. I believe she'll be streaming shortly. Plans, the International Renewable Energy Agency. Maybe a couple weeks. 2050, Maybe sooner. Who knows? Solar panels will constitute over. He's a wild card. Of all of today's global plastic waste. Worn out wind turbines and batteries will add millions of tons more waste. It'll be a whole new environmental challenge. Before we launch history's biggest increase in mining, is, is she millions of acres in pristine areas? Is she a moderator in this bitch? And create epic waste problems. We might want to reconsider our almost inexhaustible supply of hydrocarbons, the fuels that make our marvelous modern world possible. 
and technology. Wild cards, that's what I said. Cleaner to use them every day. The following comparisons are typical and instructive. It costs about the same to drill one oil well as it does to build one giant wind turbine. And while that turbine generates the energy equivalent of about one barrel... You're a moderator now. ...the oil rig produces 10 barrels per hour. It costs less than 50 cents to store a barrel of oil or its equivalent in natural gas, but you need $200 worth of batteries to hold the energy contained in one oil barrel. Next time someone tells you that wind, solar, and batteries are the She matter, has one follower, and it's me. have an idea of the cost to the environment. Unobtainium works fine in the movies, but we don't live in the movies. We live in the real world. I'm Mark Mills. You've got, the, you've got the power to time people out and to ban them now. What if I told you that someone had developed an energy source that could help us solve our biggest environmental challenges? Purify our water and air, make our cities. Was it God and was it the sun? Safe from potential catastrophic climate change. What if I also told you that this energy source was cheap, plentiful, and reliable? Well, there is such a source. He's going to say nuclear. You probably know it as fossil fuel. Wait, what? <laughs> Coal. Wasn't expecting that. Don't fossil fuels pollute our environment and make our climate unlivable? That, of course, is what we're told and what our children are taught. But let's look at the data. Here's a graph. Kind of the truth. The correlation between use of fossil fuels and access to clean water. More fossil fuel, more clean water. Wait, what? The more that we have used fossil fuel, the cleaner our water has become. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, that's what? No. First of all, that's a weird metric. But getting it there takes a massive amount of energy. Think of the man-made reservoirs, the purification plants. The, network yeah, the graph was pretty much flat. It would, like the water went up slightly. They lack the energy. And that's just because, you know, supply chains taking bottled water, I guess. clean water. But that's, the same is true of sanitation. But that's, By the use of cheap, plentiful, and reliable energy from fossil fuels... You're saying that the water is cleaner, but you're not even measuring the pollution that fossil fuels do. Like, where I'm from, where coal sludge is a common problem in the water supply... ...over the last half century, based on data from the environment. Oh, wow! Air quality gets better. ...downward trend in emissions... Even though we use more fossil fuel... Starting with the advent of the EPA, which imposed higher standards. Powered by fossil fuel. Well, this guy's a complete fucking idiot. You know he's paid by the fossil fuel industry. Without modern pollution control technology, fossil fuel makes our air cleaner. Indoor pollution, caused by burning a fire inside your house, cabin, hut, or tent to cook and keep warm was a deadly global problem until the late 19th century when cheap kerosene, a fossil fuel byproduct, became available in America and Europe. Indoor pollution... Well, I mean, it's a PragerU video. ...in the developing world today. The best solution? Fossil fuel. And now we come to the biggest fossil fuel concern of all. Global warming. That doesn't, that doesn't topic, logically follow, sir. There is a big difference between mild global warming and catastrophic global warming. We can all agree on that, right? The issue isn't, does burning fossil fuel have some warming impact? It does. The issue is, 
is the climate warming dangerously fast? Yes. In 1986, NASA climate scientist James Hansen, one of the world's most prominent critics of the use of fossil fuels, predicted that if current trends are unchanged, <coughs> temperatures would rise two to four degrees in the first decade of the 2000s. But as you can see from this graph, since 2000, the trend line is essentially flat. Little or no warming in the last 15 years. That's probably why we hear much That's less not talk about true. warming. And it's it's warmed by almost two degrees. Has this climate change made our world more dangerous? The key statistic here, one that is... The exact prediction that he made. ...is climate-related deaths. That is... I didn't see... Oh, like, I have no clue what his fucking graph was. Cause, ...including droughts, floods, storms, and extreme temperatures. In the last 80 years, as CO2 emissions have rapidly escalated, the annual rate of climate-related deaths worldwide has rapidly declined by 98%. The reason is that the energy from fossil fuel has allowed the developed world to build a durable civilization, one highly resilient to extreme heat, extreme cold, floods, storms, and so on. The developing world, where natural disasters can still wreak terrible havoc, would like the chance to do the same. But to do that, they will need a lot more energy. The cheapest, fastest, and easiest way to get that energy actually, like, is from fossil fuels. In sum, there is a uh, documentary, I think it was Vice, did it about the third industrial revolution. And take a naturally dangerous they talk about how, like, the developing world has a chance to actually build a clean grid from the ground up and doesn't have to worry about updating the infrastructure that they already have in place. So it's actually kind of advantageous for them to make the move to clean energy. Fuck you, Brager you. We're going to watch some uh, Senate hearings and some House hearings. Apparently things got heated with Representative Raskin and Representative Matt Gates, who I have no clue how he is still in Congress. I'm using this giant-ass lighter because it's more uh, advantageous to use it with my mangled thumb that I cut up the other day cooking for sparkles. Oh, we're going to watch the Parkland shooter bleed guilty. Apparently, he claimed uh, it had something to do with weed. He blamed weed. For shooting up the school. Uh, we have a salmonella outbreak that has now been traced back to onions. We're going to go over which onions you need to throw out. But the FDA is saying if you do not know the brand of onion, do not eat it. Throw it out. But they, they have traced it back to a brand and its supply chain. Ooh, Terry McAuliffe, we're going to check in with the governor's race in Virginia. Terry McAuliffe cut off a reporter during an interview. We're in the home stretch. Uh, Glenn Youngkin is making a issue of the alleged rape that we talked about that the Daily Wire supposedly uncovered in Loudoun County. 
We're going to start off tonight with the voting rights legislation that failed due to the Republican filibuster. Another high-profile voting rights push has failed because it did not attract enough Republican support to reach the de facto 60... It's not even a de facto 60-vote fresh threshold. Republicans just threatened to filibuster everything. So you, you, you have to have the de facto... NPR is not properly framing the issue... Democrats try to change the rules to pass their civil rights legislation with a simple majority. Probably not. That wasn't even an article I got off NPR. Good job, Justin. We're off to a great start here tonight. Your Senate Majority Leader, Chucky Schumer, talking about how... The A's are 49. The nays are 51. Three-fifths of the Senate. The Republicans not are blocking it. In the affirmative. The motion is not agreed to. This is... Madam President, I enter a motion the vote. to consider that the failed cloture vote. The motion is entered. Now, Madam President, I want to be clear... What we just, absolutely I should go nuclear, but... ...what just happened on the floor of the This Senate. is the leader. Every single Republican senator just blocked this chamber from having a debate, simply a debate, on protecting Americans' right to vote in free and fair elections. Well, of course. Over a year ago, our country held the safest, most accessible, and the last most thing they on the level elections in modern history. Our former president could not accept defeat with grace. He refused to show fidelity to the democratic process. Well, I mean, Trump's never done anything with Grace in his entire life. Unless Grace was the name of a prostitute that he hired to eat pizza with. on this malicious lie, his acolytes in conservative-controlled legislatures are now passing laws across the country, making it harder for younger, poorer, urban, and non-white Americans to participate in our elections. The laws are a direct attack on our fundamental liberties as American citizens. We need some fresh blood in the Democratic Party because Chucky Schumer isn't cutting it for me. This. And yet, given the chance to respond to an obvious problem, given the chance to merely debate these latest threats... Weed! Rips. Republicans voted unanimously, unanimously, to block any opportunity for action. Let there be no mistake, Senate Republicans blocking debate today is an implicit endorsement of the horrid new voter suppression and election suppression. I might have to crawl under the desk. Pushed in conservative states across the country. Chitlib, yes. By preventing the Senate from functioning as it was intended. I just, Republicans I... in this body are permitting states to criminalize giving... I took way too big of a hit. I'm probably too high for this shit tonight. Food and water to voters at the polls. Republicans are saying it's okay to limit polling places and voting hours and shut the door to more expansive vote by mail. I mean, my God. Why aren't all of my colleagues outraged by these laws? Frankly, we haven't heard a clear explanation from Republicans at all. Because he's just looking for something 
even to blame for his shitty behavior. It's ludicrous, ludicrous for them to simply state I assume. that the government has no ro- ro- role to play here. They should read the Constitution, the Constitution of these United States of America. Oh my God, there's still like another four minutes of this. I was like, I hope it's all videos so I can just get high and watch. I can't... Oh, Chucky Schumer is so bad. I won't get to the good shit. I won't get to Matt Gates, Jim Jordan down here fighting with Democrats in the in the house. It precisely empowers Congress to regulate the quote times, places, and manners. Schumer boring elections. The Congress, us. Sometimes the federal government has been the only recourse when states conspire to shut voters out. Madam President, there's nobody. There's nobody in the fucking Senate they've got that's like an exciting. Senate Democrats have made clear that voting rights is not like other issues we deal with. This isn't about regular Senate Democrats suck. Just about regular policy. It's about protecting the very soul of this nation. About preserving our identity as a free people. He's not a Democrat. He's he's not he's not boring. Republican obstruction is not a cause for throwing in the towel. I stand behind my statement that Senate Democrats are boring. Bernie is an independent. What we saw from Republicans today is not how the Senate is supposed to work. This is supposed the greatest world, the world's greatest deliberative body, where we debate, forge compromise, amend, and pass legislation to help the American people. Uh of this great chamber. He's still acting like it's the 70s or some shit. As the world's greatest. Oh, he actually changed his registration to Democrat then. Now, in the aftermath of the Civil War... Checkmate me. He went back to being an independent. America was more divided than at any point in history. It was hard to imagine that... He caucuses... With the Democrats. By the way, we're going to talk about we may have a defector in the Senate. We'll tip the fucking balance of power. Granting newly freed slaves the basic. Do you guys want to guess who it is? Is it these freedoms? I guess. I guess it's obvious. It's one of two senators. It's either Mansion or it's Cinema. Granting due process. One of them is threatening to jump ship. Regardless of color. Turn Republican if they don't get their way. Rank is some of the greatest and most revered accomplishments in Congress. Senator Charles Schumer. They are proof. Is a boring motherfucker. But I promise you we have exciting footage to watch. We are willing to put in the work. But at the time, the minority party in both chambers refused to offer a single vote for any of the civil rights legislation put forward during Reconstruction. Not one vote. Not one vote. They Not one vote. The partisan interests of the majority, a power grab, they said, from vengeful Northerners. 
but that didn't stop the majority. If expanding basic freedoms meant going it alone, that was something they were willing to do. Today, we feel the same way. To the patriots after the Civil War, this wasn't partisan. It was patriotic. And American democracy is better off today because the patriots in this chamber at that time were undeterred by minority obstruction. Again, today, we feel the same way. Today, today the is the great... Is I got way too fucking on, I'm sorry. ...protecting our freedoms in the 21st century. I hope I don't have to read any news. I'm not going to be able to do it. ...now face a choice. They can follow in the footsteps of our patriotic predecessors. It'd be way more fun than Chucky Schumer reading his little speech here. As the fabric of our democracy unravels before our very eyes. <laughs> I yield the floor. It's, it's the important story today. I'm sorry it's boring. I assume that... The notion of Joe Manchin leaving the Democratic Party if he doesn't get his way is not as boring. In recent days, Senator Joe Manchin has told associates that he is considering leaving the Democratic Party. If President Joe Biden and Democrats on Capitol Hill do not agree to his demand to cut the size of the social infrastructure bill from $3.5 trillion to $1.75 trillion, according to people who have heard Manchin discuss this. Manchin has said that if this were to happen, he would declare himself an American independent, and he has devised a, detail exit, a detailed exit strategy for his departure. Manchin has been in the center of a wild rush of negotiations, uh, with his fellow Democrats and the White House over a possible compromise regarding Biden's ambitious Build Back Better package and Manchin's opposition to key p- uh, provisions, including Medicare and Medicaid expansion and expanded child tax credit. And of course, measures to deal with climate change is being paid for by the energy industry. Are you leaving, Jenkins? Oh, oh, you're talking about Manjin. Now that you were telling me by. I'm sorry, I got I got way too fucking up. I fixed the screen, though, so it wasn't cutting shit off. Senate Democrats have unveiled their remaining spending bills. Uh, unfortunately, they're throwing more money at the military because, of course, they are. Senate Appropriations Committee Chairman Patrick Leahy, also a boring motherfucker, on Monday unveiled the remaining batch of spending bills for fiscal year 2022. Bills include funding for commerce, defense, financial services, homeland security, labor, interior, legislative branch, foreign operations, and transportation. The bills represent nine of the 12 total appropriation bills Congress is to consider to fund the upcoming fiscal year. Senate Appropriations Committee advanced the other three spending bills for energy, agriculture, and veteran affairs in early August. Overall, the bills would include a 13% increase for non-defense discretionary programs and a 5% increase for defense-related programs 
a move that has already drawn pushback from Republicans who say more funding is needed for defense spending. Now that is more that is more than the Pentagon even asked for. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has warned that Republicans will block the appropriation bills in absence of a larger bipartisan spending deal in the 50-50 Senate. But to strike a deal, he has said there would need to be equal levels of growth on defense and non-defense spending. We just ended the fucking war. Why would we spend more money on the goddamn military? It's time to cut back the military. The fuck is Mitch talking about? Let's see what the progressives have to say about this. Representative Pramila Jayapal. I was wondering what you think about the current top line number being 1.9 trillion that's being floated uh, post your meeting. What did I not hear about? I mean, we're still putting together all the different pieces of it. And, you know, it could be anywhere between 1.9, 2 trillion. I mean, there just isn't a top line number because it comes out of all the programs. So we're still agreeing on all the programs. And so if I had to guess, it'd be somewhere around. I'm dumb and I have no clue what a hypersonic yes, missile is. is 1.9 it goes faster than the speed of sound. I mean, you can report that, but different. it just depends on what programs are in there. Does that hinge still on all this issue of the, uh, you know, the length of certain programs? Obviously, you whittled that down. Um, yeah, to some extent. And also, you know, we still don't have agreement. Missile goes boom. So that is something that absolutely would be included. Um, so let's just, you know, it's, it's based on the programs. It's not that we, we, we don't know the top line number yet. What do you think about the fact that community college, free tuition community college is stripped out, the child uh, tax credit is now down? Now, now you got me interested in hypersonic missiles. And I'm singing Isaac Hayes in my head. I'm not even going to try to sing because I don't want to get a fucking U.S. admits Pentagon doesn't know how to defend against China's hypersonic missiles. U.S. military forces don't know how to defend against China and Russia's most advanced missile systems. U.S. senior diplomat diplomat has acknowledged. This comes after a shocking report that China tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile earlier this year. The Chinese government has disputed that report, claiming they were testing a spacecraft instead. Now we, we, what supersonic? What's, what's the measurement in any of these sonics? I like living. I like life. I like going to concerts. I like going to restaurants. I like fucking eating and smoking pot and playing video games. I like life. I don't I don't know what like you guys all cynical and nihilistic and everything. Like I'm I'm into it. I don't I don't know what the designation of hypersonic, supersonic. Are these are these types of Sega games? Well, I mean, eventually we're going to be able to socialize again. That's a thing that will happen.
I may need more pot than that because like I might have I might have killed it off the first time. I got that like supersonic hit. See what I did there? Hypersonic technology is something that we have been concerned about. Yeah, but what the fuck is it? What the fuck does hypersonic mean? Let's look at the fuck up. We got the we got the internet right here in front of us. Definition. In aerodynamics, a hypersonic speed is one that exceeds five times the speed of sound, often stated as starting at speeds of Mach 5 and above. The precise Mach number which a craft can be said to be flying at hypersonic speed varies since individual physical changes in the airflow like molecule disassociation and ionization occur at different speeds. These effects collectively become important around Mach 5 to 10. The hypersonic uh, regime can also be alternatively defined as speeds where specific heat capacity changes with the temperature of the flow of kinetic energy of the moving object is converted into heat. What the fuck is Sparkles talking about? <laughs> that that's the story of my life. What the fuck is Sparkles talking about? <laughs> Doing some kind of supersonic thing. Yeah, she's doing a supersonic. Did we be worried about China sending supersonic missiles over here? I don't. I'm always very skeptical of any kind of saber rattling against China because like I know Chinese people and they say like it's not the way the US describes it but who knows maybe they're scared to say otherwise but they're here in the US like going to school with me how I know Chinese people Representative Pramila Jayapal and if she's willing to cut down the budget. One year, like these sort of provisions that are being stripped from the plan that you all fought for. Well, the five priorities that we fought for, which just to remind everybody, is the care economy. That included child care, pre-K, paid leave, and home and community-based care, all of which are in there. Um, it included action on climate. We're still trying to get our arms around exactly what that will be, but it'll be a significant investment in climate. It included housing. There will I'll be believe it when I see it. Housing. It included Medicare expansion, uh, dental, vision, and hearing. Um, that is still on the table. We're still waiting on the prescription drug pricing piece because we haven't gotten to the revenue side yet. Um, and it included immigration. So every single one of our five... Apparently, cinema doesn't want... Other things we fought for... That weren't on our top five list that we would the government to, to negotiate drug pricing. I'm a huge fan of that. I have the four-year uh, and two-year free college bill, college for all. 
Um, and the president said he's he's very supportive of that, and he still wants to try and get it done. It was obviously the first lady's priority as well, but um, you know, it's it, I think I would love to put Jill on the case. She'll get something done. Can Jill be president? Can we just like swap? Joe for Jill. I think I might be more into that. You guys like Jill Biden better? Where are you on that, and what would you like to see? Well, the goal here is to have... That would make right-wingers' heads explode. ...for the president to be able to stick to his commitment of 50% reductions. If we can't do the CEPP, which it seems is what Senator Manchin is saying... Um, then we have to look at other ways. We thought the CEPP was the best way to do it. If that ends up being truly impossible, then we have to look at other ways to reduce carbon emissions. And that's the discussion we're in now. That's, that's what, like, throughout history, anytime there has been a, like, a pandemic, it has led to, like, a flourishing afterwards because it is kind of like a, a culling of the old guard. All right, let's get to the good shit tonight. This is Liz Cheney talking about Trump during the hearings, the January 6th commission. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman, uh, Ranking Member Cole, Rules Committee members. We've uh, been through a lot together. We're not just colleagues, we're friends. And I've served with a number of you on this. I don't give a shit about your pleasantries. And over again that they found no evidence of widespread fraud sufficient to overcome the election results. This is correct. He rejected the conclusions of both the Department of Justice and the intelligence community when they told him that the Dominion voting machines had not secretly changed the outcome of the election. President Trump had no factual or constitutional basis for his claims. And the you could say that about anything in his presidency. Claims forward. He had no factual or constitutional basis for any of his claims. His law has been suspended, and Sidney Powell has been sanctioned by a federal judge. But Donald Trump persisted, attempting through every She should probably seek professional help. ...to change the outcome. And we all saw what happened. The people who attacked this building told us, continue to tell us, on video, on social media, and now before the federal courts, exactly what motivated them. They believed what Donald Trump said, that the election was stolen and that they needed to take action. They wiped the shit on the walls. Has critical work to do to get all... And stole people. a door. And today we are here to address one witness, Steve Bannon. I urge you all to watch what Steve Bannon said on his podcast on January 5th. The chairman just quoted parts of it, and it is shocking. He said, all hell is going to break loose tomorrow. We are coming in right over the target. This is the point of attack we have always wanted. That was a nice podium. He said all hell would break loose on January 6th, and he was right. Apparently the laptop didn't have anything on it. It was just one use that they like plugged in their their thumb drives with PowerPoint presentations. That Steve Bannon was hooked up to a projector. And he says on that video, the American people deserve to know what happened. They deserve to hear him answer these questions. 
Mr. Bannon has written to us suggesting that he's relying on the fact that President Trump wishes to assert executive privilege for his communications with Bannon regarding the planning for January 6th. We do not believe any such privilege claims are appropriate. And even if such privilege exists... I'm amazed that he didn't show up and, like, do it live on his podcast. That he didn't, like, agree to, like, air it live on his end as well. I I would have thought he would have took that opportunity and ran with it. And uh, and, and believe me, I would have watched it. And if we do actually get his testimony, I will watch it. It is still not absolute or unqualified. We are confident that we will prevail on these privilege issues. But there is a more important and more fundamental point here. The vast majority of what we need from Mr. Bannon is not even conceivable to an executive privilege claim. Mr. Bannon is using privilege as a pretext for not appearing at all and for producing absolutely no documents of any kind. That puts this institution's authority at significant risk, not just here and now, but in all future investigations. Criminal contempt is the appropriate response in these circumstances. I still don't like Liz Cheney. At this moment, it is not just the institution of Congress's authority that is at stake. The potential harm to the foundation of our republic is far more significant. In the past week... President Trump has openly urged millions of Republican voters not to vote in 2022 or 2024. Good! ...to abandon our democratic system. Based on what every one of us knows... That is the best thing for democracy right now. ...and Dominion voting machines. Let me address my Republican colleagues specifically. I've heard from a number of my colleagues in the last several days who say they, quote, just don't want this target on their back. They're just trying to keep their heads down. They don't want to anger Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader, who has been especially active in attempting to block... Trump angered Kevin McCarthy and nothing came about it. Despite the fact that he clearly called for such a commission the week after the attack. I ask each one of you to stand the brink. I urge you to do what you know is right, to think of the long arc of history. We are told that it bends towards justice, but it does so only because of the actions of men and women in positions of public trust. In many nations, democracy has failed because those with authority would not act to protect it because they sat in silence. We really don't have a democracy here, to be honest with you. Remember that as you cast your votes. Like a thread of of, of democracy. When history asks, what did you do when Congress was attacked? When a mob provoked by a president tried to use violence may, may I, to may stop I have us a crumb from of carrying democracy. out our constitutional duty to count Please. electoral votes. When a mob provoked by a president tried to overturn the results of an election. Will you be able to say you did everything possible to ensure Americans got the truth about those events? 
Or did you look away? Can't handle the truth. Partisan excuses and accept the unacceptable. I want to know everything. I want to know who in the Capitol Police did what. Witnesses cannot simply ignore congressional. We already have evidence that not to attend. We must at least one or two of them have worked with the insurrectionists. And to ensure at least I want to know more. That such who in the FBI was in on it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The Secret Service. I think there is a Trump loyalist part of the Secret Service. Apparently, Jim Jordan, who covered up sexual abuse when he was an assistant coach at Ohio State University, he's got thoughts about Steve Bannon. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Ranking Member, members of the Rules Committee. Uh, earlier, uh, Representative Cheney said, I, I, "I'm I'm assuming he's going to kind of suck Bannon's dick. He's going to respond to Liz Cheney. We can have an investigation, or we can let it go uninvestigated. I mean, what what a ridiculous statement! What the FBI has been investigating this issue for for the past since it happened. Exactly where it's supposed to. Have. Six hundred people have been charged." Investigations are supposed to happen in the executive branch. Congress has an oversight function. But now you have to be you have to be careful with right wingers using the you know the feds being in on an angle. Because what they say is they were setting up conservatives because they're so woke. Not that they're actually like Trump loyalists who are trying to help from inside the government, which is the truth. Because I've, I've, I've fucking seen him do it. Fuck Jim Jordan. But Democrats don't want to do that. They don't want to ask the appropriate Not question. literally. I like, would not fuck Jim Jordan. He's so not an attractive man. Why wasn't the National Guard here? They don't want to ask those questions. Instead, the actions of the January 6th committee, I believe, are a complete assault. On Unless maybe if he thought it was, like, icky... If like that was like his worst fear in life was being ass fucked by somebody, like maybe I would take one for the team, and I would do it. And like I'm kind of I'm kind of like you know sadistic like that. That's horrible. That's horrible of me. It was a that was a joke that went way too far. Liberty. There have been four batches of subpoenas issued. Four batches. One we're talking about today, Mr. Bain, I would Mr. not rate Mr. Jim Jordan for second, liberty. Well, second one to Mr. Clark, employee at DOJ, former employee at DOJ. The third batch to organizers of some other rally. I didn't know about that happened that day. And then there's been subpoenas issued to 11 individuals, 11 American citizens, who asked the government for permission on an application to hold the Trump rally. Now think about this. They put their names on a application the government asked them to do that they give that application to the government the government granted it and now the january 6th committee petitions them to ask them questions about exercising their first amendment right to assemble here's what they ask them about here's what they ask them about subpoena to those individuals 11 individuals includes a demand for agenda and selection of speakers for the rally they ask them for coordination of the speaker's respective speeches, discussions of content, and they ask them, think about this, communications with or concerning any member of Congress. So, 
If some of these individuals happen to talk to a member of Congress exercising their First Amendment liberty to petition their government to redress their grievances, wow, the January 6th committee wants to depose them on those kind of things. Some of these individuals are 20-some-year-old staffers. I mean, we're, this is largely a clerical thing. They filled out this application, setting out chairs, escorting people to their seats, plugging in microphones. No, no, they're going to they're gonna go after them, even though... Even though this, the investigation the FBI is doing says, fine, scan evidence of any type of coordination. Here's what it says. Violence was not centrally coordinated. This is, this is the Reuters story. Oh, and here's the source. Here's the source on that story. Senior lawmakers have been briefed in detail on the results of the FBI's investigation so far. Find them credible. A Democrat congressional source said. So there is an investigation going on where it's supposed to happen in the executive branch. Oh, I forgot. One other thing the January 6th committee's done that I believe is a direct attack on liberty. They've sent letters to the carriers, the tech companies, asking that they, for hundreds and hundreds of Americans, according to the news reports, asking that they preserve all communications of that individual for the past six months. And they, they, told, these, they told these companies, oh, by the way, don't let the person we're telling you to preserve information for don't let them know, like the law requires, don't let them know that we've asked you to do this. And if you feel compelled to follow the law and tell them that this January 6th, that government is asking for this information to be preserved, if you feel compelled to tell us first. The old gag order concept, this is, this is, this is scary where they want to go. Am I really high or did he just like say a bunch of nonsense? That he's just like been saying sentences, but they didn't actually make a complete thought or articulate a point in any way. Or is that just me? Is that just, am I high or was that what he just did? Like a, like a guest gallop or some shit? Like he just got up there and recited some shit. And acted all all indignant about it. Maybe I don't know what they're doing to Americans' constitutional rights. And finally, I would ask just this sort of fundamental question: How can you expect witnesses? I mean, I mean, what he's trying to say is that the government is coming down on them because they were exercising their right to to gather and protest. But that's leaving off that they, you know, smeared shit on the walls of the Capitol and, and broke windows and doors and fucking, like, you know, one person was shot. They assaulted police officers. They used chemicals. Bombs were planted at both the RNC and the DNC. Like, this, this, this was... Far more than what he's making it out to be. Let Republicans participate in the committee. How can you do that? Be- because they have a conscience, you piece of shit. Just plain and simple. This is about, they got nothing else to talk about. They got nothing else to talk This is the worst administration in history. We went how, how, do, how do you be like, and they got Republicans... To participate on the committee. How did they how did they do that? It's insane. Like that like you just acknowledged one of the strongest cases against your accusation of partisanship 
and and you didn't even like tackle it in any way. What what are the Republicans' motivations, Kinsinger and Cheney, for participating? If it isn't because they have a conscience and see it for what it is, an actual assault on democracy, Jim Jordan. Complete chaos. Complete chaos. Every single month. Has and been we we, we need before. to know what Jim Jordan March was doing on January 6th as well. Crossing. We need his phone records. Illegal migrant encounters until April. April was the highest month until May. May was the highest month until June. June was the highest month until July. 212,000 that month alone. It's almost Christmas, guys. We went from energy independence to the President of the United States begging OPEC to increase production. I can't talk about that. No, they're going to use this committee to attack American citizens' liberties. Fundamental First Amendment rights. We went from relatively safe streets to violent crime up in every major urban area in this country. Can't talk about that. Can't address those problems that real Americans care about. Nope. He's always saying stupid shit on Twitter, Justin Amash is. Can't talk about inflation. I don't know what lane. He's in this weird libertarian lane. Can't talk about that. Supply chain problems. Empty shelves in the stores. Can't talk about that. Nope. Gonna go after this. I think he's like a Bitcoin bro or some shit now, isn't he? Every single Republican votes against this. I hope some Democrats decide that this is not how it's supposed to to work. We just had a decision last, last year. The Mazur, these guys are obsessed with going after President Trump. We just had a decision in the Mazur case last year that says this is not how it's supposed to work. Slap back Congress because they wanted to get information that they were entitled to. They don't do the investigations the executive branch I, does. No, 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 no. Congress oversees the executive branch. I've, I've, I've. They don't. I've learned how the government works, sir. And apparently this is where we get the fireworks. Between Representative uh, Jamie Raskin and Representative Matt Gates, I'd just like to take this opportunity to ask, how the fuck is Matt Gates still in Congress? Still! Still! It's good to see you. Good to see you again. One thing I do think I want to correct um, is that Chairman Thompson and Vice Chair Cheney never said that the purpose of this was to bring criminal referrals uh, that the purpose of the investigation was for the purpose of the investigation is to get to the truth of the causes and the events constituting the attack. Steve Bannon brought the, the criminal referral so on himself. The purpose of this particular action is to coerce compliance by Steve Bannon, who is the only person out there who thinks that he's above the law. Now, uh, yeah, yeah but by all means, you can yeah, respond I, to that. I would suggest using a phrase Mr. Bannon uses quite frequently catch the signal, not the noise. Uh, the signal in the testimony from Chair Thompson and Ms. Cheney referenced criminal contempt and Mr. McCarthy's especially active uh, efforts to block the committee. So I think that the signal they are sending is that that's the direction they want to go. Matt Gates, you... You live in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy, and I do not like it. Catch the signal, not the noise. Okay. And you started off by saying that... Uh, we're more concerned, I think, about Steve Bannon's podcast than we are about the truth of January 6th. I didn't know Steve Bannon had a podcast. Uh, apparently, I did, unfortunately. I didn't know that that's where they were drawn from. It is called Steve Bannon's Pandemic War Room. From He referenced them in his opening. Well, I knew that Steve Bannon was repeatedly saying on January 5th that all hell is going to break loose tomorrow. We are closing in on the target. 
He was saying it's unlike anything that you're going to expect, and so on. It's very similar uh, to other political rhetoric. Okay, the, the, fair, fair enough, fair enough. But he, here's the point. Let's just speak for real, if we could, Mr. Gates. Only way I do it. You've been on, you've been on Steve Bannon's podcast three different times. I think um, way, way did, more than three. Uh, okay, at least way more than three. Here, so the only person mentioning Steve Bannon's podcast is you. No, that's dude. not true. The chairman actually mentioned it in his opening. Okay, that, then then I missed it. He was mentioning statements. He wasn't advertising. I I think Liz Cheney mentioned it in her comments. And the the podcast or his slogan or whatever. But I, here's the question I want to ask you. Let's let's just start with basics. Do you accept that Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election? I accept that Joe Biden is the president. Do you accept that he won the, the election by more than 7 million votes and defeated Donald Trump by 306 to 232 in the Electoral College, a margin that Donald Trump called a landslide when he beat Hillary Clinton by the same numbers? Mm-hmm. I think that our election was uniquely polluted by these indiscriminate mail-in ballots. I think that this was the first time in America's history where the mailbox beat the okay, ballot Okay, do you box. think there's any evidence that there was electoral corruption or fraud that materially altered the outcome of the presidential election, and where is that evidence? I believe that had mail, mail ballots not been sent to people who had not requested them, that Donald Trump would be sitting behind the resolute desk. Okay, right but there. you don't... No, no. Legally speaking, I know you're a lawyer because you went to the great law school, William Neary. Um, you Legally speaking, there was no election fraud. Or you're asking, saying he's playing dumb. No, let's put it this way. Do you agree that 61 different federal and state courts, including eight judges that Donald Trump appointed himself to the federal... They love me on Steve Bannon's podcast. Of electoral corruption or fraud that have been advanced. Do you agree with that? I I don't. And the reason is those claims are not evaluated because in many circumstances you reference, jurisdiction was the principal question. So I think it requires a review of the procedure. Do you have any case authority in the land of those 61 cases or any other cases where a court has... Do you have any shame? Electoral corruption or electoral fraud that materially uh, affected the outcome no. of the election in any state in the no, union. No court Do you have which, one? Which I believe is a real failure of the judiciary. I think our, the Article Three courts failed our country by not exercising more jurisdiction over those questions. Now, there's a difference in whether or not fraud existed and whether or not there's an adequate remedy. And I think also a number of those cases were kicked on remedies. Well, no court has said that fraud existed, and so there's no remedy because there's no violation, right, Mr. Right, Gates. Right, but you can't. There's no violation. There's no fraud. That there was okay. no fraud if they didn't take up the question to review the facts okay. on jurisdiction or the, remedy. You know what? That might work on Steve Bannon's podcast, but that's not going to work in the Rules Committee it of the United like States House. Absolute I'm bullshit. I, I've got some serious questions to ask you. The chairman of the January 6th committee, Chairman Thompson, and John Katko, who He's a guest! ...of Kevin McCarthy, negotiated an agreement... <laughs> after after the bullshit that Gates shoveled at him. Republicans ...equal subpoena power. Right down the middle. And yet, Donald Trump decided he didn't like it because he doesn't want anybody investigating January the 6th. So he turned against it, and then the Republican leadership flipped over and turned against it. I think you voted against that commission. Why did you vote against that commission? For many of the reasons that I've discussed today, that the focus on January 6th, the absurd So you don't want to know. ...is unwarranted. You don't want to know anymore. I think we have... Okay, let me ask you about that. We have a process in Article 3 where the courts get to determine those issues. If the United States government brings charges, people can resolve those in the courts. You don't want to know. That's not okay with you guys because you want to criticize it because you... I know you too well for this. You don't want to know the answer. You don't want to know... You guys don't have an answer. Mr. Gates, let me ask you. Let me ask you a serious question. The stenographer is trying to... 
to take people's words down as she can't if everybody talks over each other. Okay. So Our apologies to, to the yeah, stenographer. Okay. Okay. We're going to do you. it civilly like two lawyers, okay? Mr. Gates, let me ask you, ask you this. Um, because they are the two lawyers. the attack had taken place, let's assume 145 of our officers were beaten in the face with baseball bats, steel pipes, Confederate battle flags, etc. Let's say they interrupted the counting of Electoral College votes for the first time in American history for four or five hours. Let's say marauders insurrectionists came into our building and chanted for hang marauders. I love it. But you don't hear the word marauders employed enough. Let's say it wasn't the Proud Boys. Let's say it wasn't the Oath Keepers. Let's say it wasn't the Three Percenters. Let's say it wasn't the Aryan Nations. Let's say it was Al-Qaeda or ISIS. Would you really not want an investigation into what happened with that attack on America? If Al-Qaeda or ISIS attacked... He's probably funding ISIS. So, no, no. He probably didn't want want an investigation. January 6th committee... You would not want... I would far prefer the legal process to play out or the military process to play out. If the American people had to rely on the Congress itself as an institution to protect us from ISIS without law enforcement, without the military, we would be in deep, deep trouble. Okay, is that a new position for you and Mr. Jordan? Wait, Congress has the power to declare war. Different investigations, both or, of you. Or, uh, is he saying he is for a military that acts was, independently uh, of Congress? Law student at the Great William and Mary Law School. All right. Well, let me, let me, but before I come to Mr. Jordan, let me ask you this. Um, do you think that people <laughs> who are subpoenaed by a... Raskin's like, I'm coming for Jimmy Jordan, too. Head ...that they might have a privilege or someone else might have a privilege, have the right just not to show up? I believe that people have the right to allow the legal process to okay, resolve. Okay, but you know how that works, Mr. Gates. You're a lawyer. You know how that Very works. So. You, you show up. Works too. Wait a second, you know Mr. Gates. Wait, hold on. Let's let's try to educate the public here, please, because people need to know. If you're subpoena, I do believe a subpoena is part of the legal process, and I, I think that's what what Mr. Raskin is getting ready to say. Subpoenaed. You go if you think you have a privilege. For example, let's say Steve Bannon says, "You know what? I'm guilty as hell." I don't want to testify against myself. In America, you don't have to. The Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination says, I plead the Fifth. I might incriminate myself. But you know what? you got to go. And you got to answer each specific question. Some of them might implicate your Fifth Amendment rights, and some of them might not. Even if he thinks he's got... I mean, it's, it's not like he's shy. He has a fucking podcast. He gives speeches around the world parallel universe a uh, presidential executive privilege even though he didn't even work for the white house at that point he'd been fired by donald trump in august of 2017 this is in january of 2021 in december of 2020 but even if he thought that he's got to come before the committee and he has to plead it do you not agree with that no, i think that no the, honestly did well, you not well, agree on, with that no, mr yeah. raskin i allowed you to speak and i didn't interrupt you i hope i'm giving the same opportunity I, just give me the honest answer I, I, the honest answer is that the mcgann litigation that you and i both follow closely as members of the judiciary committee actually is the path forward mcgann didn't have to show up to assert that he was waiting for legal the process. president yeah. asserted oh, no, no, executive no, no, no. privilege now, on his now behalf you're the one giving challenges to the stenographer so uh, yeah no no, no, no i'm, I'm telling you wait a second I, i'm going to elaborate but, on your your answer no, no, here. 
I haven't even given my full answer yet. That's answer not how it works. The rules can be, Mr. Gates, just, just to follow this then. Well, wait, the president, do, I, do I get to respond to these? Mr. Things? Gates, I'm going to give you the chance to respond. President Trump asserted executive privilege. President Trump asserted executive privilege for McGahn. President Biden has not asserted. I believe there is. Has I not think, asserted yeah, but, executive yeah, but privilege. President Trump for, does, has initiated litigation. Look, the so reason you all waited on McGahn is because the Russia hoax wasn't going well for you, and the reason you're okay, not waiting right. now is because you have no other legislation blah, blah, or blah. other solutions okay. for the country. All right, That's Mr. Jordan, let me switch. You to had you. the McGahn playbook, but you've ditched it because you got. Let's see if we can okay, get Mr. Some. Jordan. Let me come to you. Um, Here we go. Let's let's see him sick. Okay, I, I thought Tick you know. Jordan on this. Uh, the law school never took the bar exam. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Um, my, my, my dad never took the bar either, so. Um, do you oppose the use of criminal contempt charges against people who refuse to testify before Congress? No, we've used it. I mean, we, we, uh, we uh, uh, contempt Lois Lerner after a year of hearings and investigations. You sure did, didn't you? You Lois said the Lerner. U.S. attorney had a legal duty to go to the grand jury, didn't you? Well, it says shall. When, 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 uh, when the Congress voted for contempt, it says It was different when the Republicans were in charge. The U.S. attorney did it. That's right. And it you also go. said you, the U.S. attorney unilaterally decided to ignore the will of the House of Representatives. It's true. You said Mr. Manchin was legally bound to convene a grand jury, but indeed he ignored his obligation and unilaterally decided to ignore the rule of the House of Representatives. Do, don't you think letters. it's important that when we're exercising our Article I powers to get the evidence we need in order to legislate, that people obey the subpoenas of the United States House of Representatives? You used to believe that, Mr. Jordan. Do you no longer believe that? What's well, a legitimate investigation? Sure. All right. Sure. Oh, he's saying your investigation isn't legitimate. Holding Attorney General Holder in contempt of Congress. Do you remember that one? When Wait, say when, it again. I was thinking I was going to elaborate on the answer when you cut me off to ask me the question. But he's, he's probably a witness in that investigation. So I'm going to give you all the time. No, 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 no one's violating my rights. Uh, okay. I, well, look, let me remind you what you said when Attorney General Holder uh, was held in contempt, criminal contempt of Congress. We simply want the facts. Because Attorney General Eric Holder will not provide what the law requires, we are left with no other option except to hold him in contempt. We're doing the exact same thing, Mr. Never forget those four men who died in Benghazi. And all the other no, nonsense you're talking about, Russia and everything, we are holding him in contempt for violating a subpoena of the United States House of Representatives. There wasn't some special select committee that Republicans were not permitted to serve on that issued those subpoenas. That, 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 that's not the case. All right, well, let's this close with the oversight Mr. committee. Mr. Jordan, why did you vote committee? against the commission of five Republicans, five Democrats, equal subpoena power? Why did you oppose that? Are you also not interested in what happened to us on January 6th? Of course. Of course he was bored of it. He was bored of it. The FBI is doing that. The Justice Department is doing that appropriately so. So what I'm not interested so why in. Do you have all those Benghazi investigations and you don't think that Congress should be investigating? Because Hillary Clinton misled the American people. Mr. She's Chairman, I yield back to you. I yield back to you, Mr. Chairman. Because Hillary Clinton hurt my feelings. Mm. Right-wingers will always say, like, why are you still talking about Trump? He's not president anymore. But then they'll they'll bring up like how much they hated Bill Clinton or Obama or Hillary every fucking time. All right, checking in on the Virginia governor's race. 
<laughs> the Democratic candidate cut a reporter off. Apparently told her she should ask better questions. Oh, he. Thanks for sitting down with us. The last told him he should ask better questions. time we had an opportunity to speak with you is at your final debate with your Republican opponent. And I want to go back to something that you said in yeah. that debate. You said this. You said, I don't think parents should yeah. be telling schools what they should teach. So are you saying parents shouldn't have a voice in their kids' education? Sure parents should have a voice, and parents do have a voice. They and elect a school board. Fairfax County Dort's going to have raised five children. The issue is here in Virginia, I mean, you look at my record. I put a billion dollars in education. I got rid of five SOLs. Why? When I was running for governor, all the parents came now up. Now, they got some weird rule in Virginia where you can't run for governor twice in a row. So he's been governor before. this race because of education. We're 50th out of 50 states in average teacher pay as it compares to the average pay. And now he's running for governor I'm going to raise again. teacher pay above the national average for the first time ever. I promise you I'll get all 41,000 at risk, three- and four-year-olds pre-K. And I'll get every child broadband because it's unfair during COVID that 14% of our children don't have broadband. And the real difference on education, let's be clear, Glenn Youngkin has a Donald Trump, Betsy DeVos plan. He has said publicly many times he will take Wait till you hear from Glenn Youngkin here in just a Washington second. Washington Post just did uh, editorial, and three independent reviews have been done of Glenn's plan. 43,000 teachers will be cut in Virginia. So did you misspeak during that debate? No, I was talking about what we need to do, bringing people together. We have the state boards, we have the electoral, the uh, election, we have the board of education, and we have the local school boards who are all involved in this process. But the issue is, I don't know if I like this guy. Education, and the way we do that is invest in it. As I say, I'm going to put two billion dollars in, and for me. It, you know, this is not a... The current governor of Virginia is the one that did I mean, blackface in the yearbook, did not step down. And I remind you that when I went into office, I had a huge deficit. And I think the lieutenant governor of Virginia like, was involved in some kind of sex scandal. your future administration, your State Department of Education... Kind of fucked up. ...schools telling them what to teach and how to teach it. So... You rely on the state board, working with the school boards to determine what is the best curriculum to give your children a world-class education such that they can get the skills to match all the jobs that I brought to the Commonwealth of Virginia. And Glenn Youngkin goes around saying to parents, Let's give ahead. We want here. I mean, I can only talk about my record and what I was accomplished. Let's get to the good shit where he actually walks out so on the reporter. talking points. I deal in facts, and I'm very proud. Lowest crime rate of any major state in America. And I want to get to COVID and the economy, right, but real quick, real quick, I, I've heard you say that you want to invest $2 billion into education. How much would you invest in public safety? Is there a number? Yeah, and I don't want to get through all the numbers that we're dealing with, but I know with the state police, they're down about 320 state police officers. They need about $25 Welcome. million. I can go through the entire Good riddance. if you want to do it. All I'm going to tell you is, and I've talked to Colonel Settles and everybody else. See you later, bitches. Uh, they had no issues with me. I'm the only governor to be named an honorary sheriff by the Sheriff's Association. And real quick. In I'm, Virginia history. Well, ACAB means you too, motherfucker. A lot of feedback from our viewers in Northern Virginia on where you stand on COVID-19 vaccines. So real quick, yeah. yes or no. I know you don't. He's been deputized. Go fuck yourself, Terry McAuliffe. No, but like if you're in Virginia, vote for Terry McAuliffe. Let me make it simple for you. I'm for everybody getting vaccinated. I have been to a leader in this country. Schools, nurses, doctors. I want every employer to mandate that their 
uh, employees be required to be. But seriously, though, like if you're in Virginia, vote for Terry McAuliffe, unfortunately. You want the state to require. Oh, wait a minute. I can only do what I legally can do. I can do state employees. I can't mandate a. I can be a bully puppet. I don't have the. It's around two weeks from now. I'm not. But clearly I can for sure the exact date. And there's a real difference in this race. Glenn Youngkin is an anti-vaxxer. He goes on TV or a right-wing radio and says, you don't want to get vaccinated. I think it is the second. There's many good reasons to not get vaccinated. No, there's not. 10% of Virginia's population has been infected. We just lost two 11-year-olds the other day. Today, 1,100 children are in hospitals here in Virginia. He talks about Florida. 1,100 shit. Today in Florida are under quarantine. 87 teachers are dead. He says day one, mass off, no vaccination. I am very worried about the future of this country if we do not end COVID-19 as fast as we can. And the only way we can do that is to get people vaccinated and people be safe wearing masks. Would you require kids in schools to get vaccinated? And get people to stay home as much as possible. Participating in school sports. Yeah. If the CDC says these are safe, then you bet. We need to do everything we can to end it. And there's a real difference in this race. He is an anti-vaxxer. And as I say, I worry about a variant coming along that could become vaccine resistant if we don't end up doing it. Stopping it. Because hopefully we are at the last peak. We just school closed in Prince William yesterday. 200 children in in quarantine. But it's possible we've got another. Has COVID now. So if we got to be smart. Wave coming. And if we do that, we keep our schools open. I'm worried about women in the workforce. 5.4 million have lost their job. We need to do a better job. We have to keep our schools open. Have to do a better. I'm, I'm worried about the workforce. Period. Working in healthcare makes seven women and men. Home healthcare worker. Non-binary people. Forty-eight weeks just to pay for childcare for one child. These are the issues I'm into. I want to raise the minimum wage. I want paid sick days. I want family medical leave. Glenn Youngkin is against every one of those. Fine, he right, has a right, Donald Trump right-wing agenda. He will ban abortions. Your viewers should yeah, be fuck this dude. But the alternative is really he shitty. Says election integrity is the number one issue. No, it isn't. Healthcare, COVID, education, and finally. Okay. All right, we're over. That's okay. it. That's Thank it. You. Hey, I gave you extra time. Come on, man. You should have asked better questions early on. Right. You still ask right. questions you. your viewers care about. Well, we did. Yeah, all time on- it was it was not what the station made it out to be. McAuliffe cuts off interview with local reporter. Gave him a good eleven minutes, <laughs> and he was just kind of joking around with him when he said, "Ask better questions." They clipped it to just this part. Okay. All right, we're over. That's okay. it. That's Thank it. You. Hey, I gave you extra time. Come on, man. You should have asked better questions early on. You should have asked questions your viewers care about. I do believe this is a Sinclair station. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, Sinclair Broadcast Group. Meanwhile, Glenn Youngkin is latching on to the story that we saw the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro elevate. Glenn Youngkin delivers announcement on investigating rape allegations in school district to pack crowds. This is the guy going up against Terry McAuliffe that we just watched on Tuesday night. 
Republican gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin made an announcement before a packed crowd in Burke, Virginia, calling for an immediate investigation into the Loudoun County School Board for their gross negligence. That's where we watched the video of the sheriff's deputy arrest the parent to do with the incidents involving an alleged rape in the school district. What up, media winch? Oh, we don't actually get the comments. It's just the sound of the crowd, apparently. There are literally hundreds of people here in Burke, Virginia for Glenn Yunkin. We're in the heart of Fairfax County, a county that voted at nearly 70% for President Biden. Terry McAuliffe? Terry McAuliffe is in huge trouble, folks. That's what they're saying. The Republicans are. The polls are showing it to be about four points in McAuliffe's favor. And that w- that is within the margin of era. 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 I'm too fucking high for this. Or not high enough. I don't know. Probably not high enough. I'm going to hit this bong. Within the margin of error. I was hoping tonight's show would just be shit for me to watch and make fun of. Yep, 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 yep. It's 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 a proxy war that they're fighting on the local level. They couldn't invade the capital, they're going to go invade the local school boards, the city council. I am like it's going to be amazing. If some of the and I would say there's a lot of people that have gotten COVID and they've been able to keep it under wraps, not make a big deal about it. All right, let's talk about the fucking Facebook. The story has been going around, and I, I think they did it on purpose to say to to to, to, to let the story go viral. Facebook to change name, focus on metaverse. I'm assuming it's going to be like, you know, Google's parent company is ABC. Facebook is changing their parent company name. But Facebook will remain the name of this god-awful product that we log into. Yeah, okay, like, I saw this story earlier. Vikings lived in North America by at least the year uh, 1021. I thought this was common knowledge. We learned this in my world history class, you know, a decade ago when I was in college. I thought people knew that the Vikings were here. I thought I thought that was already a thing. Facebook to change name, focus on the metaverse, according to a new report. Facebook is reportedly planning on changing its name next week as part of a rebranding effort so it can focus more on the metaverse, according to a report by Verge. The metaverse refers to efforts to combine virtual and augmented reality technologies in a new online realm. 
The goal is to create a space where users can walk around on the internet via virtual avatars. PlayStation tried something like that with the PS3 and it flopped. Meet up with friends at a virtual coffee shop or attend meetings and classes in person, virtually, or using avatars. Facebook also owns Instagram and WhatsApp, so the rebranding and name change will likely put the three platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, under the new umbrella brand, a concept similar to how Google is under its parent company, Alphabet. Uh, we need we need to break Facebook the fuck up. At least I don't know. I don't know what to fucking do with it. I'm open to ideas. Need to hit Facebook with a bomb cyclone. Oh, speaking of bomb cyclones, we got a bomb cyclone coming to the Pacific Northwest. I said the Pacific Northwest. I don't even know. I don't know how to fucking make this bigger. We'll listen to this dude's weather report because he looks entertaining. A Sharknado. We have a bomb cyclone getting ready to hit the Pacific Northwest. All right, stormy pattern across the western United States. In fact, we're tracking two storms coming into the west uh, before this week ends. First one already pushing on shore today. Second one, strong one, will be Thursday into Friday. <laughs> and then we get uh, even more wetter systems as we head toward this weekend and early next week with heavy rain, mountain snow, strong winds. Did I summon sporkles in here when I said that? I referenced that meme and all of a sudden she materialized. This is going to be the strongest storm of the week as far as pressure is concerned. It's really going to bottom out, really bomb out. And when we talk about bombing, a storm bombing... Bomb a- cyclone! I, that's what I said, bald dude. 24 millibars in about... I'm not making... But he he has some wild eyebrows. Up in the British Columbia, but it's cold front will bring impacts all the way in the central... I'm not one to comment on people's looks. How everything is all coming together. You should do, you should do the bandana look, dude. We have some cold... I'll pull it off. ...clouds... On the infrared satellite picture, it looks like uh, popcorn. That's an indication of cold air aloft. I got made fun of last night because I wore a t-shirt and sandals to the store, but I put on a scarf. Like it was a little, it was a little chilly, but I didn't put on a jacket. I put on a fucking scarf. I wore my scarf and I was looking all fucking cool. And she made fun of me for wearing a scarf. She was like, jacket comes before scarf. I disagreed. I thought my scarf looked cool. And then you have all this moisture starting to congregate uh, on the eastern side of this. I know for this show. Watch the upper level feature here as we get a closed up upper level low. You see that spinning. That's why the storm bombs out. You'll note, even though the uh, low pressure system or upper level low goes well north up into British Columbia, look at all the energy all the way down into Northern California where you see the yellow, reds. That's showing energy in the form of wind with uh, lots of wind, lots of energy. What do you get? Lots of upper motion. What do you get then? 
Lots around of my neck. Watch how this is going to come to fruition. Already tomorrow morning, showers in Northern California, and here comes the steady rain coming into the. Uh, uh, I mean, they're used to that there, aren't they? Into Northern California as we get into Thursday, Thursday night. This is going to be a soaking I, rain. I think a lot of people bomb out midweek. Sky high, up over seven to eight thousand feet. They will fall behind this system as we head into Friday as the moisture spreads inland across the Intermountain West. Uh, a much cooler day on Friday. And As it spreads across done, the Pacific Northwest. At the end of the weekend, the jet stream dips even farther south with impacts all the way down in the California. Oh, good Lord. This is going to bring heavy amounts of mountain snow and also soaking rains. I'm worried about some flooding. In That's what I saw a video last week. Area, strong winds. It was like snow and hard. like, fuck. Much needed rain. Did this happen recently? Did this happen up in the mountains? Prepare for the bomb cyclone. We live in the Pacific Northwest. I'm never going to not refer to it as that. Meanwhile, if you like onions in your food, you need to listen to this one. The salmonella outbreak that has been plaguing the United States for like, I think the last couple of months we have been reading about this. They have finally tracked it back to onions. 652 illnesses, 129 hospitalizations. The contaminated food is fresh, whole, red, white, and yellow onions imported from Chihuahua, Mexico, and distributed by ProSource, Inc. These onions were sold to restaurants and grocery stores throughout the United States. ProSource Inc. indicated the onions were last imported on August the 27th, but these imported onions can last up to three months in storage and may still be in homes and businesses. Do not sell or serve fresh, whole, red, white, or yellow onions that were imported from Chihuahua, Mexico, and distributed by ProSource Inc., Do not buy or eat any whole, fresh, red, white, or yellow onions if they were imported from Chihuahua, Mexico, and distributed by ProSource, Inc. Throw away any whole, red, white, or yellow onions you have at home that do not have a sticker or packaging. If you are unsure, throw away your goddamn onions. I told you guys... Go check your onions. Right-wingers are morons. I, I sounded like I was having a stroke when I said that. Right-wingers are morons. I gotta go without cussing. And you hit the morons. I'm going to fix it up to where the graphics show on screen. I actually see when people subscribe and everything. I can do, I was wrong. I thought that I couldn't do YouTube and Twitch. I can, apparently. So, I'm gonna do that. 
and I'm going. I'm gonna make a clock that actually counts down and lets me know how long I've got to go without cursing or cussing. If you're in the south, you want me to sound like Doo Doo Head McGee? That is that is not the marijuana that I'm smoking right now. I don't I don't think this had a cool name like yours. The FDA just authorized booster shots of Moderna's and Johnson and Johnson's COVID nineteen vaccines is letting users mix and match shots. Oh <laughs> that's what doo doo head McGee sounds like. The stroke voice. Okay. Media Winch has been sending me pictures of her harvest. And it is it has been it has been quite nice. I've enjoyed seeing your pictures. It's like weed porn indeed. The FDA authorized booster shots of the Moderna and J and J vaccines on Wednesday. The agency also authorized people to get a different vaccine brand as a booster shot. J&J recipients can get a booster after two months. Moderna recipients should wait six months. The Food and Drug Administration authorized on Wednesday booster shots for Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. So they're, they're, they're wanting to just... Oh, you tell me just to name pot whatever I want? You can't do that. They've got it's like naming cats. Like I couldn't name my cat something different. They've got names. They answer to their names. Plants are living beings. You have to treat them as such. You can't just you can't just call them different names. How would we know what any plants are if everybody just walked around like, oh this this tree is doo doo head McTree? Yeah, weed names are for, for marketing. Sprinkles. I don't have any sprinkles, man. Name is Sparkles, not Spring. Unvaccinated people should expect to catch COVID-19 every 16 months. What, you're renaming my cats? They're now Rascal and Sprinkles? And Kevin? (laughs) So Maynard is Kevin now. Mogi is Rascal. Somebody tell me to show a cat. I'll go get a Smokey. Oh, Socks is Kevin. Which which cat you want? They're both within arm's length of the desk here. I believe a Maynard is in the bedroom, but there's a there's a smoky to my left, a socks to the right of me. Here I am. 
I can just say you want Kevin. Looks very upset that I woke him up. Hi, everybody. He doesn't look like a Kevin. You can't even see him other than in, like you know his socks. He's turned that way. Hi, Kevin. Sticking around for a little bit. His name is not Kevin. He will not answer to Kevin. Like, he knows his name. I can call for him. Unvaccinated people should expect to catch COVID every 16 months. He ain't gonna like Kevin. Does this look like a fucking Kevin? Hey, Kevin. 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 He ain't... He, he ain't looking at me. Like, why the fuck are you yelling Kevin at me? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. His name's not Kevin. Kevin's a chud name. Get that right, buddy. Socrates is a cool-ass name. And his name is still Socks. That's what he was. That's what he was named. Can't change his name. He already had a name. Lived five years of his life, or however long it was that he was with the people that you know fed him. Like that's 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 what he had. He was a stray cat that got fed by a house. And then I took him in, and he's he's my buddy now. I have no clue how the Kevins and Kyles work. I'm I'm skeptical of both Kevins and Kyles. I don't like either of them. If my friend Kyle is watching, I'm sorry. If my friend Kevin is watching, fuck you. I don't have a friend named Kevin. Kyle didn't do anything. Kip's cool. Puzzle bitch, as he's known on the freak show. The White House is set to roll out their plan to vaccinate the children. I'm sure Republicans are going to say they're making a deal with the devil. critical part of the White House's plan to roll out vaccines for children ages 5 to 11 years old. Yep, the federal government is partnering with the Children's Hospital Association to prepare at least 100 clinics with vaccines just days before the CDC authorizes the shots. The FDA is expected to meet on October 26th. That's next Tuesday. 
to vote on the COVID vaccine for kids 11 and under. The CDC will then discuss the final approval on November 2nd and 3rd. If approved by both agencies, the COVID vaccine will be available for kids ahead of the holidays. NBC News correspondent Heidi Presbella joins us now from outside Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. with more on this exclusive report. Heidi, good morning. Tell us about this partnership between the White House and the Children's National Hospital to get kids vaccinated and this head start. Yeah, good morning, Vicki. This announcement coming within a few hours. NBC News has learned exclusively that a major portion of the White House's plan to get as many children vaccinated as possible before the holidays is to partner with children's hospitals like this one. I'm outside here in Washington, D.C., but it won't be limited to this one. It will be at least 100 to 200 children's hospital associations. And doctors say that this is a critical difference with how we approach vaccinating children versus how we approach vaccinating adults. Take a listen to some of the doctors here who are on the front lines. There's a group of people that want to have that one-on-one conversation with the trusted medical provider, their family members, to just hear more about the experience, see more people getting it, and feel more comfortable with time. And there's a lot of evidence that even just having that conversation, even if you have to do it over and over, can really help people make a decision that's safe for their family. It sounds like somebody's making a Skype call when that little doot-doot-doot thing comes in. Unless it's done by doctors, nurses, and trusted health care providers, which is a very different look, guys, than when we had those mass vaccination clinics run by FEMA. Mm-hmm. Well, the holidays, of course, just around the corner, Heidi. The looming question really remains whether or not the U.S. is going to see another surge in cases. I read an estimated 28 million kids. You got in your head. You should have. You should have put it out of your head. You should have pretended. He's very upset that I'm not still petting him through the winter. You should have. You should have put it out of your head. You should have not realized it. Well, look, you would have never known the difference to the lie that COVID does not affect children. We saw surging cases. We saw surging hospitalizations across the country, particularly in the deep south. And the White House knows by looking at the data that we and boosters will indeed boost our numbers. But like unless we have many children vaccinated. But at the same time, they're concerned about parents who even themselves may be vaccinated, who have hesitation or just questions. Take a listen to some of the doctors here who I interviewed. Well, this should be to good. Get back to normal. A sustainable control of this disease is not possible without covering children. The math does just doesn't add up. What does he mean by normal? Because like that, everybody's acting like it's normal. I went to the grocery store last night. I, myself, and my friend. We're the only people with masks on virtually in the store. There are a couple of others. Most people were unmasked. The store said mask preferred on the window. So like it's it's back to normal for pretty much everybody. Anyway, so I don't know what what does he mean in order to get back to normal. That's the secondary reason. But it has a benefit not just to adults if children get vaccinated, but for children themselves. So return to normal um, impacts children themselves, their own education, but also their entertainment and normal life. So they are part of the society and they have a stake 
In we politics. live in a society. Yes, socks. I'm going to keep So here's the concern. You. The latest polling shows us good news that two-thirds of parents do plan to get their kids vaccinated. However, when you break that down, only one-third say that He's they want chonky. to do it immediately. Another third say they'll He's wait very and see. And 24% chonky. say no way. We need numbers higher than that particularly going into the holiday season, guys. Yeah, we showed that graphic a little earlier. I was going to bring that up, Heidi, because look at that. The wait and see, 32%. Who knows how long they want to wait and see. Parents are hesitant to vaccinate their children. How are doctors working on the messaging ahead of this upcoming vaccine rollout? What's the White House doing to help with those efforts? Well, this is really a big... It is interesting to see what people say about, like, you know, kids that have never socialized outside of the pandemic times. As well as these children's hospitals. And the reason why the children's hospitals are important is because they're not just... Oh, you leaving? Some of the sickest children... You want to show your ass on camera first? ...risk for severe case of COVID would come, and you can reach those kids with, like, immunocompromised systems or diabetes. How do I reach these kids? entrees to some of the rural communities that are going to be the ones that will be harder to reach. For instance, I spoke with some doctors in Arkansas about the messaging um, as well and why this is important. Take a listen to one doctor who herself is a mother and got a I mean, it's, it's pretty common getting vaccines in order for children to go to school. I have to remind myself as a doctor. That seems pretty routine. I think about coronavirus every day. That's not necessarily the most important thing on everyone's mind. And so... I see that day to day in clinic. People have other obligations. They're they've learned to live within this environment of coronavirus, and so they're making choices. I I'm with you, Merkin. To decrease their risk and keep themselves safe. And if this one seems scarier to them, I think they are very much a minority, just like we saw in the recall election with Gavin Newsom. So the timing is really important here. If we do see this, off- just like we saw in the national election. We, are the we outnumber them, but they're like, they're fervent. And that's why there's a whole media empire willing to feed them bullshit. Because they're easy marks. They're easy marks. We're going to begin with those supplies. That's what it is. They're easy marks. That's why conspiracy theories are thriving. But just, just to back... Since you brought it up, to back that up, support for governors is sliding in states without vaccine mandates. Governors in states without vaccine mandates or in states where such mandates are banned have significantly lower lower approval rating than their peers in other states on their handling of COVID-19, according to a new survey from the COVID States Project. Specifically, governors and states with vaccine mandates are averaging 52% approval on their management of the pandemic in states where there are no vaccine mandates. That figure dropped to 42%. Places where mandates are banned, only 36% of people approved of the governor's handling of COVID-19. So they are just the squeaky wheel. These findings could be temporary and the result of relatively recent COVID-19 spikes, but the authors of the study argue that support for vaccine mandates is a real factor in the public's perceptions of their state leadership. There was a 
walkout on Monday in California that was apparently pretty significant. We have a local news hit on this. We should take it religiously, morally, ethically, that we shouldn't be forced to take something without all the data. This demonstration is one of many happening across the state in protest of vaccine mandates for school children. It didn't pass enough time, so we do not trust it yet. Uh, We need, I think, some time to see results to make sure it's safe for our kids. Parents should have the right of of choosing whether or not to get vaccinated. I'm really against That's just being anti-vax with extra steps. And I really don't think schools should mandate it. Sky Fox. That sounded drunk when I said that. Maybe I am having a stroke. We should I shouldn't joke about that shit. What's, you know, the best for our children. These parents at Sadequay Elementary School in North Hollywood say they're also standing in solidarity with teachers refusing LAUSD's Doctor Enough. It's a drink you can only get in East Tennessee. Parents to stand up for our children and for our teachers. I think I, I, think I uh, gave you one one time and you didn't like it. How can I work the two previous years at LAUSD during the pandemic at the height and I was a hero it is Sprite with caffeine in it. It's like its own thing. Students would be required to be, but like it's it's closely full approval for their age groups associated to Sprite. The vaccine, I think it's a protection. My son's doing much better now that he's back to school. So far, only the Pfizer vaccine has received full approval for those rich in vitamins. I don't want to get the vaccine for my child because I believe they're too young. There are no studies. We should wait for a couple of years to be able to see what's going to happen in the long run. It's, it's, it's like a Sprite or a 7-Up or a Sierra Mist. It's in that family. The vaccine outweigh the risk, and they encourage parents to keep their kids in the classroom without any distraction. And I have, I have a cherry one. At Sataquay Elementary, I'm Mario Ramirez, Fox 11 News. It tastes like college to me, because you can only get it in, like, East Tennessee and the surrounding area. Like the restaurants there serve it and shit. My friend brought me some. All right, let's see the Parkland shooter get sentenced. Oh, oh, oh. Before we do that, I better say content warning. But also, fucking uh, kids, remember. Shoot up drugs, not schools. Well, make sure my position is well known. My chair is fucking with me. This is Nicholas Cruz. If I'm not mistaken, we watched shooter Nicholas Cruz pled. We watched video of him like tackle a guard inside the prison that he was in. Like he was he was mopping a commentary and the guard was like reading a newspaper over in the corner and Cruz like fucking rushed him and knocked him out, but like he's presented this like frail nerdy kid in court guilty today to murder and apologized for carrying out the high school massacre cruise barely blamed it on pot charges related to the marjorie stoneman douglas high massacre 17 counts of first degree murder and 17 counts of attempted first degree murder cruise then asked to address the victims 
I am very sorry for what I did, and I have to live with it every day. And that if I were to get a second chance, I would do everything in my power to try to help others. And I am doing this for you, and I do not care if you do not believe me. And I love you, and I know you don't believe me, but I have to live with this every day. And it brings me nightmares, and I can't live with myself sometimes. But I try to push through because I know that's what you guys would want me to do. I hate drugs, and I believe this country would do better if everyone would stop smoking marijuana and doing all these drugs and causing racism. Did he just say causing racism? Smoking marijuana and doing drugs causes racism, guys. Guys would want me to do. I hate drugs, and I believe this country would do better if everyone would stop smoking marijuana and doing all these drugs and causing racism and violence out in the streets. I'm sorry, and I can't even watch TV anymore. And I'm trying my best to maintain my composure, and I just want you to... You fucked this little snot indeed. And I hope you give me a chance to try to help others. If, you, if I believe it's your decision to decide where I go and whether I live or die. Not the jury's. I believe it's your decision. I'm sorry. ABC's Victor Akendo uh, has been following this story uh, for us since 2000. That rib was for you, you Today, little shit. Live outside the Broward County, Florida uh, courthouse uh, for more. That was in honor of you so, getting sent Victor, away. What has been the reaction? You've gotten to know family members and students. That is the kind of, like, I do not believe the reaction in to Cruz's statement when he. Punitive he punishment, but that's the kind of. That's the kind of kid that needs to be locked away for the rest of his life. What have people been telling you? Gary, it was definitely a surprise to all of us. And in speaking with some of the family members, uh, and from what I've read here, some it's, it's different depending on who you ask, right? Someone called it an ugly surprise. Uh, you're not really hearing a lot of anyone finding justice in the decision here and him pleading guilty and then moving... What's with the, what's with the sweater? In this case here. Uh, ultimately, though, the family members today, so many of them had to relive that awful day hearing the punk ass bitch laid out in painstaking fashion uh, the way that nicholas cruz took and at least at least he bled guilty with the ammunition with the jacket everything in that spared the family the trial i mean he's he's talking about like what the family had to you know relive today but there had been a trial fucking shit and Victor, right after that hearing, you know, you were with me as well. Uh, when I had a chance to speak with Manuel Oliver, you did too. The father of Joaquin Oliver, who was pleads guilty to all 34 and charges. I to know what he thought about uh, the hearing and hearing his son's name, and also all the details that were read about that day. Here's what he told us. I saw my friends, parents of kids, sitting there crying, holding hands. Um, and I'm thinking that uh, the whole story that I never heard before, by the way, the the, the whole story of the shooting itself, uh, it's it's bizarre. It is terrible. It's from someone that is really evil. The way that my son was shot, never heard that. No one told me with details how my son was shot first and then was reshot two more times so maybe oh. he was still alive that means that he was suffering a lot i'm glad this happened today it awakes me up more 
my pain is bigger, and that means that I'm going to do bigger things. That dude looks cool, too. To change the looks law. Looks like somebody yes. I would be to friends change with. change the law by adding bills or by changing the point of I wish I had his hair Americans that cannot stand this way of living. We do not accept this. And trust me, you don't want to be in my shoes right now. None of you want to be interviewed about this topic. It seems kind of expensive. How my son, my 17-year-old son, beautiful son, my best friend, was still alive when he was reshot. And then he bled out and died. But I, I, I get it brought to me when my friend from East Tennessee comes. Powerful, powerful words. You know, Manuel uh, passionately calling for action on gun control as well. When we talked, something he and other Parkland survivors and families. Uh, I, and remember, like, right wingers get pissed off about mask mandates. About today, Victor, and the impact of. But not school shootings. Could this They're not storming new life into that school movement. boards demanding that they protect their children from school shootings. The survivors, the students who were at school that day and made it out alive, that went on to become so incredibly vocal. They grew up a lot faster than they really needed to, uh, than any teenager should have to. But they went on to start this national movement. Uh, Hog and then uh, Gonzalez. Yeah. Or was that her name, Gonzalez? Gun reform. Yeah, fuck it up. Difficult of a topic that is to speak about right now, but he continues pushing for it. But the truth of the matter is that nearly four years since the shooting at Parkland, 17 lives lost, another 17 wounded. We still haven't seen any really meaningful change here uh, to gun reform. Uh, back to Manuel Oliver for a second. It's just become an accepted thing. And if it doesn't have... And he's been one who's been able to... Uh, if it doesn't have like a double digit head count, it doesn't even register in the national news for more than like maybe an afternoon. If there were five or six victims, it registers for an afternoon. You move on the next day. There's not anything that's talked about. From what I can tell, he was one of the most popular kids in class. Uh, absolutely adored, and you can still hear that. that I mean, it, it's tough. It, like. The, the way that I do enjoy, but like it, it, it it's you know, it's like a member berry thing for me because fucking it tastes like college across the board. Victor, thank you so much, and of course, uh, we'll continue to follow what happens next uh, if he receives life in prison or the death penalty. Victor, thank you. Oh yeah, it is Florida. It's just unbearable to hear those stories. Hi everyone. George- Oh, that was really loud and really George Stephanopoulos-ly. Uh. All right, let's let's wade into the bullshit. Okay, we gotta go to Rumble for this one. Apparently. A, a this patriot right here, this dude goes undercover and infiltrates Antifa and exposes their hit list. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was actually a lot easier for this situation. So this is the list here. 
The infiltrator tells me he copied what the group calls its target list, people they want to dox, to publish their private information, their addresses and phone numbers, to surveil them for possible vandalism. After his testimony, they placed Barry Broad at the top of the list, and within an hour of the attack on his former house, Marb is back on Wicker at 3.48 a.m. telling the group, Hey, y'all, late notice, but some comrades took action at a house owned by Barry Broad, and if someone could swing by in the morning and get pictures, our comrades would be very grateful. The target list also includes the head of the deputy sheriff, <laughs> what they call killer deputies, officers involved in fatal confrontations, and Trump supporters, including Sandy Metzger. Yes, there are there are gangs that want to execute sheriff's deputies in L.A. County. You need to Google L.A. County sheriff's deputies gangs to find out more. And I really came out strongly against Antifa and BLM. Metzger heads the Santa Rosa Republican Women Federated. And I broke the... Of course she does! ...on the group's target list. It's an obvious question, but does that concern you? It does concern me a little bit, but that's not going to stop me from speaking out. Infiltrating Antifa. The group has already checked out Metzger's house. Once again, this is another thing. Okay, so we were watching a video I came on earlier today. I noticed that right-wingers repackage a lot. And, and, like, I mean, I do it, too. I watch local news reports and comment on it. But, like, I'm commenting on it. I'm adding commentary in my own, like, graphics and shit. Like, Charlie Kirk and the shit that we watched earlier was just playing a local news story. Just straight up outright stealing it. I think it was Town Hall was playing a AB like they added a headline and then copied the uh, uh, the copy of the news story verbatim into their story on town hall and getting the clicks and the probably more traffic than the actual NBC tweet that went out that they were linking to. We went, we went to Sandy Metzger's yeah, house. Yeah, we have went to Sandy Metzger's house, but it was too late at night to do any real observing. Um, we see. just wanted to see where it was. The place is huge. On that same recording, Marv appears to discuss plans for this Saturday, May 1st. I think it would be sick to organize something. This Saturday, May 1st. For National Workers Day. And they reuse a lot of content, too. Is a twisted joke or a serious proposal. It's May Day, baby. It's like, Mayday. come out and take take something over with us. I don't, I don't know, but let's kill people. Wait, what, let's kill people. What is this? <laughs> let's kill some cops. Like, the infiltrator has been in touch with both the sheriff's department and Santa Rosa police about the potential threat. I don't know of any specific threats, um, to my knowledge, that have been made. Um, but obviously, if, if threats are made, then we're going to take those very seriously, and we're going to look into that. Marb refused my attempts to interview him, but the infiltrator intercepted one message from the group leader about Dan Noyes at ABC7. At well, that cut off abruptly. And seriously, right-wing content is so low quality. Like, can I just, I go be a right winger for a year, maybe two, and I'll, 
I'll just I'll come back to being a left winger then. Right? Like make some money. Show how it works. Even though all this shit exists, just like one day show up, I'm doing the Patriot Patrol. Well, the white supremacists have been trying to incite a race war this entire time. They were using the BLM protest to try to start a riot. They're not on the cop side. Uh, let's let's watch a Babylon B cartoon. This should be fun. This is how problematic costumes ruin kids' Halloween. This is the Babylon Bee making fun of the woke left, I assume. All right, kids. Halloween's coming up. So? Wee-hee! Me first. I want to be Aladdin. One jump ahead of the bread line. No. What? Why? Here's the thing. If someone who looks like you dresses as someone who looks like Aladdin, it's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. Why? It just will. So no Aladdin. Is that a thing? If he wore like a plastic Aladdin mask, would anybody get fucking mad? Because I don't think that's a thing. I think like those, like if somebody got pissed off about Aladdin, it was because like they wore brown makeup. You got to think of something else. I'll go. I want to go with Mulan. No. No, no, no. Oh, but Mulan is a strong, inspirational character for little girls everywhere. For specific little girls. Somewheres. Is Mulan the name of the the little girl? Falcon. Nope. Black Panther? Wakanda forever. Don't do that. Someone might have a camera. Spider-Man? Oh, sure. I'm Miles Morales, my favorite Spider-Man. No. no. My turn, Moana. The Polynesian? New. No. Cinderella? There we go. Cinderella's Hispanic now. Er, Latinx, I said Latinx. You just missed your chance. What Bye. was your Elsa message? I think Elsa's a lesbian. Let me ask you this. How much do you like... I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay, maybe you can be Elsa. Oh, we're best pals, real buds, and we both have a crush on the same boy. Nope, you can't be Elsa. Why don't you two think of some real-life people you could be? Yeah, who do you look up to? Michelle Obama? No. Barack Obama? No. But he brought hope. Not for you. Simple Biles? Nuh-uh. Billy Porter? That was you. Zero chance on that one. Kamala Harris? (laughs) It's pronounced Kamala. No way, but great impression. Uh, Malcolm X, the white liberal is the worst enemy to America and the worst enemy to the black man. Go to your room. <laughs> I just want to have fun on trick-or-treat night. Why can't we dress up? That made me laugh. Because of accountability culture. For the rest of your life, you're not going to get to have fun or enjoy things or even make mistakes. But like he wasn't taking no, the side of conservatives. That's what I cancel culture to me. What was that? Nothing. So do we get to dress up as? It is cancel culture. And we're minions. Okay. I'm going to forever. I am not amused by this at all. 
I was amused by it in a way that they did not intend. Let's meet the Christians who mock wokeness for a living. The Babylon Bee, an online satire publication, is becoming a popular destination for Christians disaffected with mega-church culture and right-wingers who crave clever commentary. I wouldn't call it clever. I wouldn't call it clever at all. We We just watched some of it. About the hypocritical left. Babylon Bee, an online satire publication that launched in 2016, has become a popular destination for Christians disaffected with it. We just read that. Kyle Mann, the website's editor-in-chief, sometimes gives talks on college campuses for conservative students, he told me. It's like they found their underground cabal of secret comedians who agree with them. Comedian is a loose term, however, I use it for myself, so who am I to police its usage? Man came to the comedy world almost by accident. He had a high-pressure job in construction sales before working at The B. He first got involved with the site by cold-pitching a joke. Although political humor drives much of The B's web traffic, the publication's signature hits Focus on what the writers see as shallowness in the evangelical world. Christian humor is a big part of what drew man to the site. As a young man, he left the megachurch in which he was raised and moved toward more theologically conservative circles. My rebellious teen stage, as he put it. His new book, The Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, co-authored by Joel Berry, the Bee's managing editor, Man, includes a cartoon of a church with its steeple replaced by a raised fist, symbol of a black, uh, the symbol of black power and the Black Lives Matter movement. Wanted to understand whether Man sees his jokes as part of a crusade against the left or as something else, and how he reconciles mocking people with the tenets of his faith. Being completely honest and vulnerable with you, there's a level where you have to stop yourself and say, this isn't good for my soul, he told me. So we're going to go into the conversation. The Atlantic reporter, Emma Green, asked, do you remember the first Babylon Bee story you ever read? Remember the day the Babylon Bee launched? I was like, I have to get involved with these guys. There was an op-ed from a Christian who says, there's a 15, maybe 20% chance. I'll remember to pray for you, brother. I probably didn't even do well on social media, but there's something about a good joke where even if only a few people get it, it just connects with their... Did anybody get that? No affiliation to turtle bees. Did anybody get that joke? It was an op-ed from a Christian who says there's a 15, maybe 20% chance I'll remember to pray for you, brother. What does that mean? But hey, I'm not the audience for that shit. It's an unspoken truth in Christian circles that everybody has this veneer of spirituality at church. It always bugged me. People who were like, yes, brother, I'll pray for you. The Lord bless you. 
You wonder if they're being real or fake. I'll pray for you. I have a whole... Um... have a whole routine about a woman telling me she'd pray for me. Told her that if she's going to murmur my name to herself to at least do it while masturbating. That way at least one of us gets something out of it. Have I ever told you guys that Pitbull haunts me? For some reason, I saw a picture that said that The Undertaker opened for Pitbull in like Saudi Arabia. Apparently, he just introduced him. To introduce to you a man that is known around the world. The fuck is this shit? Mr. 305. He is Mr. Worldwide. He is the Grammy Award winning international superstar. How's he get the fucking Undertaker to be his hype man? Let's put your hands together and make some noise. Oh, they cut it off. Oh, well, I guess I can't give that to you as the animal video because you didn't actually see Pitbull there. So I guess I got to give you something else before I drop you off with Media Winch. Here's an otter, and apparently it makes some really cute noises, and we got to hear it. I had a pit bull video, you know, to go after the pit bull. But then the the settings, the privacy settings got changed on it. So I had to go, I had to go with the otter making cute noises. (laughs) Nothing wrong with the otter making cute noises though. So apparently there's no producer Dave tonight. It is the media winch taking over the channel. You're watching on Twitch. You're going to head over to Echoplex. Media winch take real good care of you. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.